have a lot of emotions. Many emotions. So many emotions. My name is Natalie, I think, and I am a recap respondent for Game of Thrones. This is Stu. Hello. He's my friend. I am. And he also does this podcast with me. <laughs> and we are going to talk through some stuff because we're too poor for therapists. <laughs> yes, exactly. And all we have is this podcast. This is, this is now an hour-long therapy session, this yes. podcast. You will not be charged for this, listener. This is free therapy. <laughs> We're going to get through this together. If it doesn't work, it's not our fault. Mm. It's HBO's fault. Yes. I have many emotions. <laughs> and I'd just like to say at the outset, and there's never a good time to say this, Nat, but I did tell you so. Oh, you this did? Was, this was coming. Well, I, didn't, I didn't think it was coming straight away <laughs> the very next episode, but it's, it, fair, it was coming. It was at the end of the episode. That's true. I sat here right on this couch. We record in my uh, apartment and I sat right here on this couch and, you know, wept. Mm. I actually managed, wept real tears. I, I managed to get my phone out and record a reaction video because I'm trying to do that. Most of the time yeah. they just end up being rubbish. You're like, emotions are coming. I need to capture this. No, well, it was just, oh, it's coming to the end of the show. Something's happening. I better start filming. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. I sat here on the couch mm. and wept yes. as it all finished, and I thought, we said exactly this in the podcast. You said exactly this in the yep. podcast. It's coming. And made me agree with you <laughs> when I realized that we cannot have nice things. No, we can't. We got a wonderful episode last week where a lot of really cool stuff happened, and you just let, you, we were just so happy. We were so happy last week. Didn't we last have a great week. episode? We had a great episode. It was a, it was a great episode. It was a great episode of the podcast. We had a great time recording it. Uh, and now here we are, a week <laughs> later, and it's all gone to hell. <laughs> but it, I mean, there were great in the best possible way. It's a, it was yeah, a great, another great it episode. Was, it was just the complete inverse emotion from last last week. Last week was a triumph. This week was like a, this week a was triumph a in sucker a punch. Way. It's oh, like a, a triumph of heartbreak. We yes. haven't even said the name. We yet. haven't even said what happened. But we I think everyone who's listening to this knows yeah. exactly what we're talking about. Hodor died. Hodor died. But so heroically and so... I know. He went out like a champ. And this is the thing. That's what that's what makes such mixed emotions in me is that it's such a, a tragic death. And yet he actually got a very heroic death. One that not many characters in this show get to go out like he did. And he, so, he kind of closed a loop of his own life, you know. Yes, we, absolutely. Well, we'll talk. We'll get right into that. Yeah, let's, all sorts of stuff. Look, but, let's just start with Hodor and yeah. mess around in that whole meth den pit <laughs> until we've cleansed ourselves. The logistics of which this episode is very strange about because I thought it was like a cave that they were underground, and it's like no, they're just in like a mound. Like under this tree. Yeah, but with big tunnels. But with big tunnels through it for, for some reason and a back door. Yeah, but a back door like, very far away. Yeah. From... Yeah, the, through a long and dramatic tunnel. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> We're immediately going to start picking this episode apart, but, <laughs> like this whole sequence. Because there were problems. There were problems with the sequence, but the emotion of it was very good. Like it was very well done. And everything hangs together. I don't really have any proper nitpicks. I loved it. No, no. But, it's, yeah. you know, that was a very long and dramatic tunnel. And the burrowing had. of the... Yes. Yeah, like, like, and they came in through the top, and apparently that's a thing now. And I guess because the Night's King touched Bran, that was okay then. The, all the, the whites could get in, but they couldn't before, and they didn't know where they were, I guess, except they have a giant tree growing out to basically mark where they are with a giant flag. I don't know. The whole logistics of it are a bit strange. What giant tree? Well, they're under that giant weirwood oh, tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, and uh, the three-eyed raven, Lord Lord Blood Raven, is is in the roots of that tree. That's right. that's where he like where sort he of lives. lives. Yeah. No sanitary facilities, but no, we've talked about that no. before. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Yara and um, not Yara, um, Mira and Hodor have been just eating moss this whole time. Yeah. I was like, what moss? What? Like, apparently, that's a thing. I'm sure it was explained in the books or something. But North of the wall moss. Yeah. Mm, Nutritious and, and not delicious, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes ah. like moss. Also, so apparently... green dirt. That's right? right. Also, apparently, a lot of um, a lot more children of the forest than I thought. I thought it was just that one. There was, like, 
Five or six of them. But they look like the same five or six who were in that flashback. Yes. yes. Which, by the way, if we can just cut aside for a moment, there was this incredibly yes. important scene. Absolutely. They just sort of, they sort of gloss over they it a really little bit. They really did. They yeah. had this one little isolated scene of Bran in a sort of a stone circle or a mm. stone spiral with a yes. weirwood at the centre. Uh, which which looks like the... Fist of the First Man. Fist of the First Man. Ah. And also harkens back. It's not the same. I... I Went and checked, and it's not the same shape that we see in the very first episode. Oh, when they're dead when in they're, that When they, they arrange the body parts ah. in like a, a shape, but it's not the same shape. But it does sort of harken back to that, and apparently that's it's meant to echo that sort of oh, I see. thing. So that's, well, yeah. so the children of the forest, and there's about six of them left. Yes. And they decide to go plant, and was that an obsidian blade? Was that a dragon That was glass? an obsidian blade yeah. that she drove into his heart and that turns and him that into a white walker. turned apparently. his eyes blue yeah. and made him a white walker. Mm. So how then would obsidian kill a white walker if that's what created them? Or is it like a krypton thing? I, maybe, yeah, where, it might be a kryptonite thing. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's, it's fine if they're on krypton. <laughs> yes, exactly. But when they're on earth. <laughs> Yeah. It does, that's it, how kryptonite works, yeah, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm just remembering my Lois yeah. and Clark history here. Um, the peak Superman <laughs> interpretation, as we're all aware, Dean Kane forever. But this was an amazing scene where we we went, oh, there's, there's, there's this long, blue-eyed human male. It's a huge piece of lore that apparently the book readers don't even have. And, oh. yeah, they, they didn't know this. This was, this was news to them. Aren't they having a little wild they are having at the a great. They're having a great time. <laughs> we're, we're all in this together now. <laughs> And we're all getting these horrible gut punches at the same time. <laughs> Finally starting to understand yeah, what it's right. like. I've seen a lot of a lot of people have said today, I've been reading a lot of the reaction online, and a lot of people, a lot of book readers have said, oh, so this is what it's like to actually watch Game of Thrones for the first time. This is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> Jump on board. Yeah, exactly. Series six. This is what it feels like, people. It's horrible. So, yeah, but that was an incredible piece of plot exposition yeah, although, revelation although what is the upshot of it though this is the thing so what's the what's well, the greater ramification the children of, of the forest created them could hmm. they destroy them but we know how to destroy them you use obsidian yeah true and the, i suppose their little fiery nuggets weren't very helpful <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm throwing yeah, little... fiery stones I saw, I saw that referred to as the holy hand grenade ah, today, which was very good. I like that. That is good. Holy hand grenades. Yes. Yeah, and then they just cut to another scene, and I was like, hey, yeah, they just, sort of, they just sort of keep going. And I'm like, no, we need to stay and just deal with this for a second. So this changes a lot of stuff because we're thinking the uh, children of the forest were on our side or, you know, the, the side of, of Bran at least. But then they're like, oh, no, we did it to stop you, but now we need you to, you know, it's sort of the, the super weapon that backfired. We agree. We may have screwed up. Yes, exactly. And look, it happens. And it's fine. You yeah. know, we really thought there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Okay? <laughs> How were we to know that there weren't? All right? So we had to go in and do some things and uh, things mm. happen. Bad yeah. things happen. Blah, blah, blah. That's right. You know, now it's time for you to come in and sort it out, Bran. And I wonder too, this is another situation where I wonder if just casual watchers of the show, and I and when I say casual watchers, I mean people who just watch it and don't like giant nerds like me go and like read the spoiler-free wiki and read up on the history of Westeros and that sort of thing, <laughs> right? So I was, I was like, I got what they were getting at. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. It turns out the children created the White Walkers to fend off the first invasion of the first men who came over in like the prehistory of, of Westeros and they fought a big battle and they drove the children out and they cut down a bunch of those weirwood trees, those mm. white trees with the faces on them. And I knew all that, but does a casual viewer understand that? There is no context in that scene for anything that is happening. True. You know, and it's just like this but guy... But you see the blue eyes. You would and you see it happen. So I guess, so you, you immediately understand these little fairy creatures created the ice demons. So that's bad. But again, like what's the upshot of that? How does it affect what's going to happen going forward? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe Do it's going to pay off. Do you think that first guy was the Night's King? That very first one? Maybe. Because there's no reason why they would die. If, no, you know, no, Unless that's they right. accidentally sit on an obsidian dagger <laughs> somewhere north of the wall. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, oh, maybe. barrier, my bold wife, that demon burns, grow weary. <laughs> I'm just going to plant my ass down on this rock. Wait, George, wait. Oh, my buttocks shatter <laughs> like the wind. <laughs> We've all been there. 
Oh, yeah. We'll get to shattering windy buttocks later in the episode. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. It's just, this is like the season of farting for Game of Thrones. <laughs> season six, fart season. Fart season. But we'll get to that. So we had that little sequence and then we went away and then we came back for the big denouement, the big revelation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The big, cap, you know, climactic scene of doom. Bran had messed up, let's face yeah. it. And I yeah. saw a really funny tweet, I think, from Isaac... Hempstead, who right, plays yeah. mm. Bran, and he, I think he tweeted, yeah, nice one, Bran, <laughs> which was really sweet. I thought that That's was very good, clever, yeah. getting on the offensive before That's you right. got hate like, no, tweets. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. <laughs> no, you've got to admit, he's not in the Ollie level of jerkdom. No, he's not. He's definitely not. He's Bran. We love, we love Bran. He was just trying he, to he's understand. kind of responsible for Hodor's death at this point, so... True. But it was probably always going to be that And way. Summer, Summer died. I went was, out like a champ as well. I was so devastated that Summer died because we I know. just lost Shaggy Dog. It was 50-50 in our house between Hodor and Summer. Let oh, me really? tell you, oh, the, the reaction to Summer was probably more visceral. We were like, no, not another dialogue. Yeah, because I was like, why wouldn't you just run with your master and protect? I, I mean, yes, fight off there's no, There's no good in-universe reason for Summer to sacrifice himself. There is a very good behind-the-scenes reason, which is those animated direwolves are very expensive yeah. and can only be in the show for a certain number of scenes per season, and so they're largely useless, and you can't do anything with them, and so it's easier just to kill them off in a heroic way. Sure. If they get rid of ghosts, though, I will oh, buy yes. it. Oh, God. I will throw a table. Oh, my goodness. I'll get totally French on this whole podcast. <laughs> Riot! So poor Summer dies. Mira has managed to get through to Hodor, or rather, this. So, okay, Summer dies, and Bran is still in the mindscape with the Three Eyed Raven. Yes. And they're at Winterfell, right at the moment that Ned Stark is leaving for the Eyrie. It's not made clear why they're there, given there was some urgency apparently for them to get out of there, and they decided to go for one last warging session. But hey, when you've got to have that last hit. Yeah. You know, when you got to trip balls, that's you've it. got to trip balls. This was one for the road. It's like, I just need to stop the shakes, man. I just got to. And he had said it's time. He had said when Bran woke up with the mark, his little GPS tracking device. Yeah. He said, you need to go because he knows you're here now. Help yeah. you find us. There, there was some sense of urgency to that statement. Yeah. And then. And yet. They're just sort of lying around. One more, one more, one yeah. more. But we see Ned Stark's father, whose name escapes me. It wasn't Brandon, because that was his brother. Was uh, it, it was Rickon? Rickon? I think it was Rickon, yeah. yeah. Lord Rickon, yeah. So he says to Ned, you know, behave yourself at the Eyrie, but if you must fight, win. Win. And I just felt there was something about that line that's going to come back at some point. It was a very... Well, you'd want to hope, I mean, because that was like the only thing that we saw, and so you would want to hope that it sort of had some bearing later. That's got to be pointing to something. Yeah. So then Bran... Mira in, in real life is trying to get Bran to walk into Hodor and eventually the mm. three-eyed raven says, yes, listen to your friend, listen to your friend. So he walks into Hodor. But so from young within, Hodor? Yeah, so, so it was like he was remote controlling Hodor one step removed. I, yeah. I, I, it was unclear exactly what was happening there, but it seemed that even though he was still in the vision, he could still walk into Hodor. He walked into young Hodor. But did did he, young no, 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 he didn't walk into young Hodor. He walked into... The, he, but because he was still in the vision, that meant the portal was still sort of open to the present, like the future for, for Willis, who's yeah. standing there in the, in the stable. And so that then means that he's still... There's know, some kind yeah. of tether. There's yeah. some kind of time travelly, wibbly wobbly. There's some sort of yeah, exactly. Yes. Basi Tether. Basically so so the mechanics of it are, are a bit convoluted, but what it means is that it creates sort of this closed causal loop where because that link is open, Willis starts seizing and saying, Hold the door, hold the door oh. therefore becomes Hodor, as we know him. Who hold then, the door, hold the door, hold yeah. the door, hold door, hold yeah. door, hold door, hold they door, hold door. And that's that's a that's a reveal that is apparently like that's a George R. R. Martin reveal that he had planned to do it. And let me ask you something, Nat. How annoyed do you think he is that he didn't get to to put that one out there? I don't know. I mean I think there was something really beautiful about the way it was done televisually. Yeah. That exactly. perhaps conveyed the, oh, sure. the tragedy of it better than, than reading yeah. about it. They did it exceptionally well. Mm. Um, I, I felt that it may have had more impact than, than reading, it, it. reading it. Yeah, it would have come across as a bit trite maybe on 
on the page. Yeah, I don't even know about that. Just, a, just more that you you loved this character. Yeah, you yeah. physically loved this character. So to see the oh, and to hear the phrase "hold the door, hold the door, yeah. hold the door, hold," you know, I it sort of drives it home. If you watch my recap video, you can see the point where. My brain clicks over and goes, hold you, the door, you, ho door. You, you say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not the smartest tool. <laughs> smartest tool? I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Certainly not the smartest tool in the shed. But there is that moment where I think you have that realisation that I think yeah. TV can do That's often right, exactly, better than yeah. books. Whereas in books you would have seen, hold the door, hold yeah, the door. Yeah, you that written out. Ho the door, hold yeah. the door, ho door. So you would have seen it written down yeah. and I... Look, that's not taking away. I'm sure the book will be great in the way that it inevitably does it. There was a good story doing the rounds today. Well, not a story. It's, it's a true story. But there's some writer in America yes. who apparently yeah, published this. a story, just a little anecdote on his blog yeah. two years ago about having run into George R. R. Martin at some kind of convention. Yeah. George R. R. Martin joked that if writing didn't work out, he could always be an elevator operator because they, <laughs> they were in the lift at the yes. same time. Yeah. And then this guy comes back with, oh, I was thinking about that and, you know, given that Hodor kind of sounds like hold the door, I think that's where your elevator, your lift operator dreams of sort of saturated Game of Thrones. Yeah. And George R. R. Martin said something to the tune of, oh, you don't know how close you are. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And this guy's blog, apparently this guy's blog has gone from like 300 hits a day to like 300,000 yeah, hits a day. that's right. Exactly. Just on the back of that anecdote. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a which, good which anecdote. Is, and that's the thing. Like, And there's a couple of other places that sort of sort of did the similar thing. They sort of said, oh, it sounds like hold the door. Ha, ha, ha. Or something like, you know, mm. just stumbling across the right answer. Mm. And, you know, on, on the, the vast hive mind that is the internet, like that's going to happen. Yeah, convergent evolution. Yeah, exactly. But A you know, thousand just, monkeys typing on a thousand typewriters exactly. will create And there's monkeys. a lot more than a thousand monkeys on the internet. So oh, just, yeah. <laughs> so it's just this idea was sort of out there. But like, I, no one can really claim to have known this was coming because the most prominent theory before this episode aired, was that Hodor was a horse, right? So <laughs> anyone who wants to claim that they really had this nailed down, I'm sorry, you did not. What was the horse theory? There was this crazy theory during the rounds because we saw that scene with young Willis back in the day a couple of episodes ago with Bran when he first mm. went back. People started coming up with this crazy theory that either Bran would accidentally swap Hodor's mind with a horse or that Willis himself was a warg and had accidentally swapped his own mind with a horse. <laughs> that was a serious theory that was being put out on the internet. And, and it was it was the most vocal ahead of this episode airing as to why Hodor says Hodor well, and why nice, it's simple. It's nice that they can still surprise us. Yeah, exactly. There was everyone sitting at home Come up with, with a way better explanation. Remote controls in their hand, just waiting for horse Hodor to come <laughs> Come true, to come galloping out of the gate. There's at least one person out there who is disappointed that didn't pan out like Somebody that. needs to name a racehorse Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> that needs to happen. Yes. His, his, yeah, so his his demise was he was walked into, he managed to get pick up Bran, put him in the sled, start to drag him up the tunnel. Yeah. One of the children of the forest went with them, but then in a sort of valiant last stand. Well, she did. She has her uh, Vasquez and Aliens moment. Okay, confession time. Oh, God, we've hit another one. <laughs> we've hit another one. I'm sorry. I keep dropping these pop culture references, expecting you to get them. Not seeing the <laughs> Aliens franchise. Now, I, I understand, you know, self-sacrifice. There is, there is quite a famous scene in that where the badass um, female soldier and another that, guy. Sigourney Weaver? No, 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 no. There's another one. All oh, right. In that movie, there's a lot of really good Two strong female characters. Badass women yeah. characters. It's crazy, in like isn't it? an eighties movie. I know. That's it's it's quite insane. Progressive. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So she has a, a grenade, and all these aliens are running down a, a duct towards her, and so to hold them off, like she waits for them to get to her, and then she lets off a grenade, and it's quite a famous scene. And this one was almost comically similar to it. Like she, it was very similar to that. Anyway, it, it just reminded me of that immediately. The zombies reminded me as they kind of had this big circular forward momentum. Yes. You know when they dig massive traffic tunnels and they get those giant boring machines? <laughs> yes. You know, great big German machines they ship yeah. over here and bore through, you know, 17 mm. miles of 
Brisbane tough rock, yeah. you know, to build a traffic tunnel. It looked like that, that sort of centipede mouth, sort of open. Yeah, rah. exactly. Like all the, and like insects, like bubbling down a tunnel. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, it, was, it was really, it was really a really cool visual. Like it was, mm. it was very cool. A lot of the fights were really well done. So they get to the door. They manage to open it. Mira gets outside with Bran. Is Bran even conscious at this point, or is he still sort of? Off no, he's still walking, like because he's got his white milky eyes oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's still hearing. And he's watching young Hodor have the fit. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's and, so he's still and, stuck in this, yeah. And meanwhile, the Night's King has gone into the Three-Eyed Raven. Yes. And the Three-Eyed Raven in the dreamscape has gone, mm. oh, God, this is so confusing. He said, I'm, I'm leaving now. And then all of a sudden he just sort of atomizes yes. to blackness, mm. black smoke or something. And it's because the Night's King has just stabbed him. Yeah. With his steely mm. knife. But he just can't kill the beast. Well, he did. He, he did actually. He yes. did actually. Yeah. That's a Hotel California reference that <laughs> went awry. Mm. Not unlike the visit to Hotel California yes. itself. Mm. You can check out any time he likes to. Would, but you can <laughs> never leave. Would, would you say that uh, the, the meth den north of the wall is the, the Hotel Westeros? Yeah. <laughs> well, they did leave, though. So Did they? Yeah. Yes, oh, they, did. they did. So Hodor is um is is literally then just thrown his you know considerable size up against this door to, to hold yeah, off the zombies. Exactly, but there is a horde of zombies on the other side. This is the point. Mm. So he holds the door, and it's beautiful, and it's amazing, and it's sad, and it gives Mira and uh, Bran a Bran sort of a head start. A time, time to get away. Yeah, she's got him on a sled now, so she's ostensibly got a. <laughs> bit of a better way to transport him, yeah. you know, using leverage, I guess, and, <laughs> and the snow to yes. propel the sled along. But he's still got a mark on his arm. You know, they're going to be able to find him. And those white yeah. walkers, I mean, those whites, uh, the zombie whites are just going to tear Hodor up and then chase after them, aren't they? Like, Well, you'd think so. Um, I don't know what's going to... Yeah, it's... I mean, I'm just hoping that they'll be distracted because eating Hodor will be so delicious. Because, of course, you know there's people now saying, well, does this mean he's going to become a a white? Like Hodor comes back as a zombie, yeah. Hodor will come back as a zombie. Zombie Hodor. Zombie Hodor. (laughs) And I do not want to see that. I do not want to see that. No, I... That that would be really... I don't think they'll do that. I think that would be very tough. That, that That would completely just mess up this really cool... Yeah. Ending they've done for him, so I don't think they will. I don't think that'll be a thing. It was. I did think that. I did think it was um, a little bit unfortunate that uh, at no point do we hear Hodor say women's rights. <laughs> I think, um, you know, that's a missed opportunity for the show. Um, you know, they they, they just onion? they stuck to yeah, it's a, a click, click, click hole. Thing. Yeah. They stuck to their guns right to the end. It was Hodor up to the end. Not a few once. people have said. Well, I actually interviewed. <laughs> I actually did interview Kristen Nan a couple of years yes, ago. Yeah. And just to talk about, obviously, Hodor, and he said that he would love to have a moment. And he actually said that where he sacrificed himself for Bran in some capacity or he was dying. And apparently he didn't know that that was coming. So that's incredible that he would actually yeah, sort of well, think I of that. Yeah, I wish I'd kept the interview. I could upload it. But he talked about how he'd love to have a big, you know, sacrificial yeah. death to save Bran yeah. and then just be able to say something like, I'm always your friend or you've always been my best friend or some, yeah. <laughs> some sort of line to... But it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't... No, like, but a few yeah. people have said, you know, I just wanted him to regain his speech or something. But I, I, I mean, the way they did it was just so neat and it really explained everything and yeah. made you feel so heartbroken for Hodor that he'd lived his life in this manner, but at the same time, so grateful that that had happened. But that's the thing too. Like, so did Hodor, like, was Hodor getting a vision when he was like in the stable? Like, was Dying? that, was he, did he know, did he have a, 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 a prophecy that I yeah I got the sense that he was having the fit because his future he self was like was seeing dying. his himself dying in the future yeah which is nuts like so the entire time he's known how he's going to check out has he or not like he seems pretty happy to just he, I mean around. he was yeah maybe he's got that whole thing of. Or maybe enough of it. his brain, yeah. yeah. Enough of his brain was damaged to enable him to just forget it. Sort of forget I hope so. to be able to, because otherwise live. he's been walking around with the knowledge of his own death the entire series. <laughs> like it's that's kind of terrifying when you think about it like that. Poor Hodor. Poor Hodor. 
I'm going to miss him so much. I am. Like, he's... We, we missed him... We, we didn't realize how much we'd missed him until he showed up again this season. He had the season off with Bran. And, you know, it was like, oh, Hodor. I love Hodor. Yeah. And, yeah, I do love Hodor, but we won't be seeing any more of him unless we go back for a rewatch. Where are Bran and Mira going to go next? I don't know. They are but- friendless. They are... Weaponless, as far as I could tell. Mira managed to spear one of those White Walkers with an obsidian yeah, with them spear. But they didn't take the spear with her. No, I didn't They take never them. take the obsidian yeah. with them. I think I actually cut... It doesn't I, shatter. It, it doesn't shatter. No, it just goes straight through It just through goes them. straight through them. Take it with you. Well, she was trying to... She had a fight. I know. There was a lot, there was a lot going on. But, you know, you just feel like... Just Will they the head south towards the wall well, and come across Dolores Ed, who is now in charge? <laughs> now in charge. Of about a dozen Reluctantly people. in charge of, like, ten people. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, well, I've heard... I, I don't know whether or not this is a spoiler, but I have heard that... Well, when, when you think about it, it's just sort of logical. There's still... What, who's a character that we know has disappeared north of the wall and we haven't seen for ah, ages and ages? Benjamin Stark. Stark. Haven't seen him since the first episode, or the second episode, I think. He just sort of disappeared and never came back. He's still out there, theoretically, somewhere. Is he alive? Geez, it'd be a good time for him to show up, though, wouldn't it? It would be a great time. It would be really convenient. They'd call um, him Uncle Good Timing Benjamin <laughs> forevermore. <laughs> Uncle, old Uncle Plot Maybe device. he's a warg as well. and Well, well, who knows? Who knows? It, it's a theory. It's a and theory the other thing was that the, the Three-Eyed Raven told Bran, now it's time for you to become me. So does that mean that that is Bran? No, God, I hope not. I hope that's not a thing. Because this, the, because this is the thing too. So we've been seeing a lot of, a lot of stuff about the extent of Bran's powers. And a lot of people, a lot of people are throwing up their hands and like the, the violence... The nihilistic themes, the many, many rape scenes have not been enough to drive people, certain people away from the show, but like throw in a bit of time travel shenanigans and they are out. They're like, oh, this is ridiculous. This negates everything. Was he just going to go back and like just change everything? And it's like, I feel like the show's done enough to sort of establish that this is like, there are limits to what he can do, especially compared to the Three-Eyed Raven. Like, yeah. he's not he's not the Three-Eyed Raven, even though he has to be now. Yeah, because he says, am I ready? And the Three-Eyed Raven says, nope. no. <laughs> no, you're not. Hell no. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, but it's, you know, people are saying, oh, well, he's changing history. And I, I didn't, I never got that impression. I got the impression no, that, that impression. everything that's happened, it's a causal loop. Everything yeah. that's happened was always going to happen and will always yeah. happen. Yeah, well, that's what I said in my recap. I think it's gone a bit Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, exactly. It's all, all this has happened before, before all this will, will happen, happen again. again. Final thing on Hodor and Bran, if I can bring it up just as we close, because we're about halfway through the podcast and mm. we've got to do the rest of the show. Yes. <laughs> Why did Bran have to do what he did before finding out what happened at the Tower of Joy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's what I, I, it only occurred to me after the episode, but I was like, Oh, no. We, we haven't seen the rest of that scene. No. Like, are we going to go back? I hope we do. We'd have to. You couldn't tease that and then not show it. Oh, I think they could. The Game oh, of Thrones, they just killed they Hodor. They could. They just killed Hodor, yeah. They really could. What's off the table at this point? Let's move a little further south to Castle Black and talk about uh, the fun times and board games that John, Sansa, Brienne, Davos, Melisandra, Ed are all having, <laughs> working out there. Battle plan of attack. See, they see they're tabletop gamers as well. They're bringing in, yeah, bringing in the nice. in the nerds. It's great. They really would. Yeah. They had all the little houses <laughs> the little, mapped little out pieces and, and everything. Yeah. This, and if we put this here and this, and then if I roll a d yeah. twenty, <laughs> yeah, they're talking about talking about everyone's relative power sets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's very close to home. I, I know. It. I've got plus one charisma. <laughs> Jon Snow has plus four abs, which is pretty indestructible. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> This will all probably get a bit tangled up, but I loved Brienne describing John as he's trustworthy, a little bit broody. <laughs> but I suppose that's understandable. It's probably understandable, <laughs> considering. I love. I mean, that was probably a little bit of fan service, but I thank them for it. Because no, no, I tell you what was fan service was the look <laughs> that Tormund gives. <laughs> Brienne, when they're about to ride up. I don't know that that was fan service because that had already all been done. Oh, no, but, but that was just amazing. That was just so cool. He just, he, he kind of like looks at her like, 
you're amazing. And then she kind of looks at him and she's he just like, grins, you know, know. <laughs> like she looked at me. Oh. And then Brienne's just like, she what is the freaking hell? out. And she said that to Sansa <laughs> as well. It's like, you know, Davos and Melisandre, they had, they followed Stannis and then they've just changed allegiances. And as for that wildling with that beard, <laughs> I just. She'll oh, come around. She'll come around. She has to come around. Absolutely. I mean, we're not really giving her much agency here no, as a free woman. We've all decided, hey, hey. Brienne, it's in your stars, okay? That's it, exactly. Just look deep into Tormund's <laughs> eyes and you'll see. But I just I adore the way he just looks at her like she's the greatest thing ever. It's yeah. just No, it's, it's great. It's, it's not it's not like a lecherous thing. He's not no. he's not like he's like he is smitten and yeah. it's the most adorable thing. Because he's this giant Viking looking <laughs> dude. And he's just so into the into her. It's amazing. It just fills my heart with with happiness too. When everybody <laughs> looks at it, he's just like, "Oh, oh, you're amazing." <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sansa, because Brienne didn't want to leave Sansa behind, because Sansa has ordered her to go to River Run. Yes, yeah, yeah. And recruit the Tully army to come mm. fight for her. Now, this was. You know, we just talked about Benjamin Stark in terms mm. of, you know, good characters that we like who disappeared. I had always wondered, is Brendan the Blackfish still alive? Is the Blackfish still, still out there? Because the last we saw him was excusing himself from the Red Wedding just yes. a few moments before. They, they do make a point of showing that, yeah. It all, yeah, he says, right, I'm off to the loo. And then all of a sudden the doors close, the reins mm. of Castamere comes on and it's on for one and old. Now... I had always said, what happened to the blackfish? You know, I think he would have heard the screams and whatnot and then, you know, cut a guy, stolen a horse and fucked yeah, off. Yeah, got the hell out of there. So what happened in the meantime, I was so excited by the idea that Brendan is back and yes. he can support. He's a Tully. He'll support his grandniece. Absolutely. And then someone raised on the Cheeseburger Gothic Forum today, and yeah. thank you all for commenting, but I didn't particularly appreciate this, but someone made the very good point. That could just be Peter Baelish That's right. bullshitting. Exactly. You can't trust anything that comes out of his mouth. And I did not even think about mm. that. I was like, holy crap. It could, of course it could be him being manipulative. Because I have to say one thing before I go. <laughs> May I just offer you one piece of advice before I go? Let's talk about that scene, though, with Sansa and Baelish. Because great scene. Amazing really scene. Really good scene. And a, a scene that... Second scene of the, the episode. Yeah. You, you, want, really you want to believe straight that... Straight into it, you know? You want to believe that this was a scene that was always coming. It feels like a scene that was a reaction to last season. And especially really? the stuff that happened to Sansa. Yeah, I think so. Like, But I, I, I would be happily proven wrong. Like, if they, if they said, no, 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 we were always building towards this, they do. Because it, we get there organically. It's mm. not... It doesn't feel contrived. This is Sansa... Finally, taking some agency for herself, and we've seen that a couple of episodes in this season mm. as well. But she confronts Baelish about this thing. She says, "You, you just left me there." And either, and she has a great line: "Either you didn't know about Ramsay and you're stupid, or you did know what he was like, and therefore we we got enemy. we got problems." Yeah, you know. And his his um, uh, explanation is that he didn't know. He didn't know, and. And he can't I, get out of it. He cannot talk his way no, out of this one. There's no and talking it is way out of just it. glorious to yeah. see just to little see finger squirm. squirming because it is Catelyn Stark's daughter. No matter yes. what he, how harsh he is in whatever horrible black heart that he has, he loved Catelyn, mm. and this is what he has let happen to her daughter. Yeah, exactly, who reminds why, him of her. Yeah, and and that's why, like, I don't think there's any layers to that scene. If that makes sense, like, I don't think that he's playing two or three different angles like he normally is. Mm. He didn't yeah, know. No, he didn't know about Ramsay, and he is devastated at what happened. To Sansa, not because he has any personal feelings towards her, because he doesn't really, but because he's like, this was Catelyn Stark's daughter. This was the last link I had to Catelyn Stark, and she now despises me, just like everyone else does. Yeah, but I've always thought he had a kind of creepy interest in Sansa. Yeah, but 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 only only because she was a link to Catelyn. Oh, really? I, I, I've, that's how I've always read it. I've sort of read it that, oh, well, Catelyn's gone now. You'll do. I've always yeah, felt this yeah kind maybe, of maybe, uncle, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Creepy, creepy uncle, creepy Pete uncle vibe. vibe, yeah. But he's definitely, he's definitely devastated in that scene. He, he's he he's cannot get out of it. Skewered by what he's done. And she says to him, "What do you think he did to me? Yeah. What do you think he did to me? What do you think he did to me?" And Brienne, Lady Sansa, asks you a question. Mm. I, it was just such a wonderful, so great feeling of you know this is what it is. Is what did you do? But think I feel... about your actions. What did you do? And then when Sansa says. 
you know, ladies aren't supposed to talk about what he did to me, but you're a brothel keeper. Mm. You must know. I still feel it in my yeah. body every day. As I'm standing yeah. here right now, I feel it in my body. And that to me was such a, as I said in my recap, I'm, I've, you know, touch wood, never been the victim of sexual assault and don't pretend to speak for, mm. for women who have been. But that to me just hit right in my gut of yeah. that violation and that you, you never will forget that feeling or that yeah. sensation of, of yeah. being violated like that. And, and to me, that was just like such a, and to, to really own that feeling and say, no, 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 you have caused this to him was yeah. just, you know, and she wasn't, she was angry. She was furious, but she wasn't, um, and, and she was emotional certainly, but she wasn't irrational or reasonable. And I think, you know, that, that power that she had of just embracing her emotions and actually just delivering it as here it is on a plate, yeah. you know, this is, this is the, the foul fruit that you have borne yeah. by your actions. Peggy Absolutely. Baelish was just speaking of foul fruit, somebody today on either Facebook, facebook.com slash Natalie's throne or cheeseburgergothic.com. Somebody said, do you think that maybe the reason she can still feel it is because she might be knocked up? And I just went, la, 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 not listening, not listening, not listening, not listening, la, la, no, la, la, la. No, I don't I, – that's, that's reading too much into the scene. I think, I think it means exactly what you I, I do think too, it means, but given the fact that, you yeah. know, she had been violated that, by Ramsey on multiple that, that, occasions. That reading, that reading actually robs that scene of a lot of its power. And I agree, um, but it did raise the idea in my head that, oh, God, what if Sansa was – made pregnant by Ramsay. I oh. hope I hope that's not what she's talking about. I don't think it's what she's necessarily talking about in that scene, but for someone but else. But that possibility. That possibility. Yes. Someone yeah, yeah. brought up that that's possibility, which I terrifying. had never yeah. even thought of. I had yeah. just gone, well, clearly that can't happen because <laughs> that can't happen. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how viscerally I reacted to that that idea yeah. that well, because I chance to be pregnant Ram- by Ramsay. I was like, oh, my God. Ramsay has been set up as an utterly abhorrent irredeemable character. Like, like we recoil when we see him on screen now. He's just, he's poison. He's visual poison. And, and we so, didn't see him this week and it was... It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> it, was, it was nice not to have someone casually murdered to demonstrate that he's a, he's a psychopath. <laughs> he's an awful person. Hmm. The one thing, though, that Sansa does do is that she hides from John and Davos... Where she got that information Where she got from. that information about yeah. Brynden and says, oh, no, Ramsay got a... a, a, a a raven just before we escaped. Hmm. Convenient. Didn't mention this beforehand, Sansa. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Brienne does call her out on this. So what is what is Sansa's reason for keeping that secret and not telling John that she met with Baelish? Because she says to Baelish, yeah. I don't want to see you again. I don't want your help. I don't want to ever see you. So for me, it was not so much suspicious as just, I don't want to have to use his troops. Whereas had she told them that, yes. oh, He's ridden up with a whole bunch of Knights of the Vale. That's right. Davos and John might say, well, we could probably use them. I feel like, yeah, she was worried that they would then say, well, we need to form an alliance with Baelish. We've got this army sitting right there. Mm. Uh, we should use that. And she's like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. I would rather not involve him at yeah. all. So let's go and find my uncle instead. Mm. I was confused when they went to ride out. Where are they going? Are they going to... They're all going They're south. all going south to Brienne meet up Brienne is with... going further. Oh, so they're going to rally the other houses. Is that how that's going to yeah, work? Maybe. Or, or yeah, maybe. Or they're, they're going to sort of do a slower progression while Brienne will... Brienne will ride yeah. for... Because for when you've running. got a, an army and most of the wildlings will be on foot and they'll be gathering up people. So yeah. they'll make a slow progression south. Brienne will take the fast road down to River Run to... Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. The others. Yeah. It was, was interesting, just, given yeah. our theory that we would have the veil and yeah, Castle well, Black that, that seemed like a logical and thing. And Sansa throwing the spanner in the works there. So That's that was it. really interesting. Although it makes a lot of sense, again. And also, I loved, I mean, just a little detail. Um, I did love how Melisandre was bored in that whole meeting. She just kind of sat there. <laughs> just noticed that. I was like, well, at her age, you know, you get distracted by things. The look between Tormund and Brienne, which we've already talked about, so and good. that beautiful moment where Sansa gives... Gives John, John the, the cloak that she made. Cloak. And, and Complete I feel, with direwolf branding. That was a wonderful moment. I love that it also gives us an idea that some time has passed. Like we, we talk a lot on the show, on, on this podcast, about how the show has trouble yeah. with time passing. And Sansa's been at the wall long enough to make a dress and a thing for John. Yeah. So we know that she's been there for a while. 
So that, that was interesting. That was just a nice little touch. I noticed that because we've been talking about it so much. Also, if we move away from Castle Black and over to Marine, apparently Varys or Tyrion are talking about the two weeks of peace since their deal with the Masters. Yes. So this episode does seem to cover a little bit. It covers some time. Like more there's time. Been, yeah. Except in Danny's storyline. But we'll get to <laughs> Except that. Except in Danny's storyline, which happens the day after, the day I guess. After? It must. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't care. Like the, the, the show doesn't care about that. No. It cares just, about the dramatic. We just need to move narrative. along from yeah. that. We'll get ourselves we, we, into a Hodor-style to... <laughs> loop if we don't just move along. Yes. But, yeah, so Marine, there's a bit of an uneasy piece. Grey Worm has been out assessing how many attacks there've been, mm. which means it's time for another episode. <laughs> Living at home, home with Grey Worm and Miss How many attacks have there been? None. Living, Living at, at home with Grey Worm and Miss It's a thrilling sitcom coming to a TV show near you. <laughs> But Tyrion, Varys is happy with this, but Tyrion's like, no, 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 we need some more, we need some more. Mm. We need to do more hearts and minds work. So he brings in a sexy new red priestess. <laughs> Schmuckin' hot red yeah, priestess. Just to, just to go male gazy for a second, like very, a very well tradition <laughs> of the cast. Extremely well Well, yes, I've dubbed her Salma Hayek now. Salma who, Hayek. Who I, she reminded me of in all her sort of lush sensuousness she agrees to Tyrion's plan to go and you know just preach that Daenerys and, and she calls Daenerys the one who was promised yeah so so that, that's the official line now so that Daenerys same, is the, same religion as Melisandre yeah. same necklace that's right and yet she's saying well no clearly Daenerys is the one you know she's born of fire we're the red god the fiery god clearly it works out yeah we're on side we'll go preach that's fine and Varys puts on his um met the medieval version of a fedora and says uh, excuse me <laughs> if milady. I could, milady <laughs> um Westeros atheist here. I wish, um, I wish everyone could have just seen the bit of beautiful mind you did in putting I, on I, your I, fedora. I doffed my imaginary fedora. I saw it. Yes. I saw the fedora. You saw that right there. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. You know, he, he gets stuck into it. He gets right into her about, you know, all the... You know, I I, I know that uh, Stannis Baratheon was supposedly the prince that was promised, and he's kind of dead now. So uh, how does that like, work out for you? Oops. She's like, yep, yeah, Whatever. Like, you know, people die sometimes. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Like and not everyone is perfect. And, and then we choose. Perfect? And then we choose a new messiah. So do we just keep We're moving onwards and upwards. Very flexible religion. Absolutely. We yeah. have a lot of <laughs> inward mobility with our choice of saviors and cult leaders. So. We kind of like Thermomix. You can really <laughs> adapt it to your lifestyle. So just, you know, I, and obviously the other similarity is there's a lot of burning that happens. So. <laughs> topical uh, humour. Topical humour, very nice. Tyrion has a lovely moments of going, yes, Varys is, <laughs> you know, not keen on religion while kind of tugging Varys' shirt going, He's like, shut, shut dude, up. you're ruining this. Shut up. <laughs> and then... Kinvara, which is a stupid name. Summer Hayek Kinvara, is better. Yeah. She turns around and goes, ah, but yes, what about that time you had your junk removed and thrown on a fire? And then a mysterious voice called to you. Hmm? Remember that? I remember that. Or I know about that. Or I know about that. And he is freaked oh, out. Oh, he's freaked out. Yeah. Someone on the Facebook page made the comment that sort of both Littlefinger and Varys in this episode have those moments of being utterly kind of you know, have, having the wind taken out of their sails. They do. They're, they're two very different scenes, though. I didn't see oh, them together. I didn't no, put no, them no, together but, in my head. You know, head, these but... are two characters who are normally unflappable. Yes, And they're yeah. both, you and know, incredibly sort of flat. Flat. Mm. They remain exceedingly flat. It's a lot of flaps. Um, she, so, I, I mean, I'll be interested to see what she knows or how she can see that stuff. Because, so, so she's the head of the... The, the temple, the, the, yeah, of Volantis. Of R'hllor, the, the R'hllorian religion or whatever they call yeah. it. R'hllor, Lord of Light, the Red God. Yeah. So she's the, she's the head. She's, the, she's the Pope. Well, yeah, she had her own dude to announce her. Because hmm. he was in the red thing and he was yeah. like, yours talking to Kinvara. Dilla, 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 dilla. <laughs> Kinvara is the 
Three-time Volantis Red God Priestess Champion. <laughs> With stats 36-24-36, she is down to interpret your dreams in the sexiest way possible. You will address her as Her Highness or Sexy Selma. Please welcome Kinvara. It's kind of like The Price is Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm so tired, Stu. I don't know if you can... Tell the podcast Not is going all. slightly Not off the rails. So that's what's happening over in Marine. Danny. Danny has as a- we, She's just been badassing about with no clothes on, coming out of fire, like killing Dothraki douche carls yeah. all over the shop. And then all of a sudden she's just having a bit of a windswept stare out over Vase yes. Dothrak as her army kind of assembles below. With Jorah and Mario just sort of standing there faithfully. Mm. But I will say Jorah was really sweet. He was super sweet. He was he super was sweet this really time. He was really nice. It was really sweet. Yep. I think, I think like, he won He won her over and he won a lot of the audience back over because he's done some stupid stuff. Yeah, but he has I think we've been, we've been rooting for him, I guess. Like, we've yeah, been I, sort of... I think we've been rooting for him because he has pure motivation. Like, we know that he's been bad in the yeah, past, but yeah. everything he's done since Danny, you know, and the dragons came out mm. in the first fire... Yeah. has been totally, as he says, I just wanted to serve you. Totally. Yeah. And I don't think there's been any doubt about that. And she's all kind of a bit harsh going, I can't send you away. I can't have you near me. What am I going to do with you, huh, bro? What am I going to do with you? And then he's like, no, you have to send me away because look at my arm. <laughs> don't look at me, but look at me. I'm a monster. <laughs> and then and all of a sudden, Danny just breaks the hell down. Can I, can I say... I have been very down on uh, Amelia Clark in the past for her acting ability. I've called yeah. her the weakest link. Uh, uh, I've called her yeah. many things. Yeah. Uh, wooden. Um, yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Those adjectives have been raised. Timber. Uh, you know, her, her acting is basically her eyebrows doing the impression of two angry caterpillars. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the extent of her range. But that scene, she nailed it. Really nailed it. Like sold the emotion of it amazingly. Like she, that was that was some MVP stuff from her this week. She was mm. really good. Just looking she at just it, crack. she just yeah. cracked. She she's trying to hold it together because you know these people have she's she's been rescued by this guy and she's she still loves him in her own way. Like she doesn't love him like he loves her, but she's been there since the beginning. She she He's looks to yeah He's, yeah, and she was in that instance the queen. You know, because you were saying last week at her in you know looking out in the fire. Uh oh, what if she goes crazy? What if she goes yeah. nuts? She's looking a bit superior. Mm. She's looking a bit, no one can defeat me. And then all of a sudden, Jorah's like, oh, I'm going to die. And she, and she crumbles. Just crumbles. Which to I think is a good sign. She's still yeah. got a good heart, which yeah. is what he tells her, like in series two. It's like, you're different. You've got a good heart. Yeah. And he's the one constant who's been around that she can absolutely trust. You know, even when she sent him away, yeah. she wouldn't have contemplated him dying. You know, no, I just, no, I don't right. think she would have thought that far ahead. Yeah. All of a sudden, when confronted with that reality, mm. bang, you know, and and then he's like, Tyrion was right. I love you. I've always loved you. Ah, <laughs> ah, so sweet. <laughs> and so then she says, you know, right. A little bit creepy, but mostly sweet. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. And she says, go off and cure yourself and then come back to me. And you kind of think maybe send a few people with him, like yeah, that seems bodyguards, you know, or maybe send him some money. She, so she's can... now arguably one of the most powerful people on that continent, so maybe she could procure some maesters or yeah. potion people to come and help him. But no, 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 Jory, you, you go off and do a thing. I don't know, Khaleesi. I'm a little tired with this stone grayscale. It does tend to have a sort of ill effect on me. No, 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 Jorah. Go. Go and heal yourself. Go off on a heroic quest. I command it. Well, Khaleesi, I would much rather sort of maybe if you had a, a, you know, a sedan I could sit in rather than having to ride. It's very tiring. No, Jorah. You must be astride your horse like a man, like a true Dothraki friend. Does he even does he even have a horse? I get the impression he's just yes. sort of going to walk off into the distance. <laughs> like he walked there. <laughs> no, he did. But then at the end, you see him on his horse as she's yes. sort of riding yeah. out yeah. with her big, you know, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, <laughs> and he's just like, "All right, then off I go." But my theory is he's going to go to Old Town and meet Sam Tarly. Why would he go back to Westeros though? He'll sneak in. No, but why? Why would he go back? Like we... Maesters? 
They know how to cure yeah. grayscale. They cured Do shireens. They? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're talking about. Does he know about. that? Well, he was probably around when Stannis had shireen and... Do you know yeah, what I mean? But maybe. he doesn't know there's a cure, but he might have... Yeah. That's, it's know. a possibility. It, it's it would, theory, Stu. It would, God, <laughs> don't need to be so aggressive. <laughs> we can all have theories, Stu. I, I came at that one very hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Just so, just so you know, so Greg from Smart Enough to Know Better uh, is still still going with the Jorah. Yeah, Jorah is Azorah High. Azorah High, the prince that was promised. And, See, you now, know, this is not stopping him. He's convinced that Jorah will get better and then plunge a sword through look, Danny's heart to prove his love. And then kill the White Walkers with it, which is apparently what Azor Azai is supposed to have done. I never thought they would kill Hodor. I didn't think they'd go there. So what do I know? I, I've rubbished wow. that theory in the past. Wow. Stu is coming around, Greg. I hope I'm not coming around. I'm not saying it's going to happen. He's coming But I'm around. not saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> and that's a, that's a big step. That's a big step. So what do we have left to talk about? We are getting to the end of our podcast. I the, think it is. Well, I guess we have to check in with the Ironborn because... I found them quite interesting this week. I sure, found whatever. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that sequence. Now, the king's we, we, moot. we have the king's moot, which is a wonderful word. King's moot. Which, which amounts to several um, men in grey rags standing around shouting at various people. Yeah. It's just uh, a bunch of MRAs, basically. Pretty much. No women! She, no women! She's got, them, she's got them nearly won over and then Euron it's Greyjoy... It's all about... <laughs> Euron, Euron Greyjoy comes in and negs the both of them. And it's all about ethics and king selection. And king selection. <laughs> Go look up Gamergate, people. And then cry for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> So Yara's the, great in this she, section. She, she's she, fantastic, and Theon coming out. No, it's it's good, but but. And then they bugger off when Euron comes in. They're like, not not waiting around, getting getting out of dodge. We got to go. Bye. Be- because they they rightly predict that when he wakes up, he's going to say, "Where are my niece and nephew? Let's go murder them. Let's go murder them." And that sequence of him being crowned or cor- his coronation. Yeah, I would he's just, plunged um, to the point of. Passing out, and then nobody gives well, they, him CPR. Or anything. Well, they, they just drown. Wait for and him to... Apparently, that's part of the that's part of their culture. Is that if if the if the drowned god deems the person worthy, then he'll bring him back to life. But if he doesn't want them, they'll just die. And it's like, and everyone goes. That seems an imperfect method of choosing kings. Like, well, how... it's, it's kind of witchcraft circus. circus I just, I just forty two, like... isn't it? Just dump them in the river, and if they're a witch, let them drown. Like, drown. like let them suck in seawater, and then if they are okay afterwards, then king, hooray! If they're not, oh well. And and you just get that in, incredible mental image of everyone just sort of slowly filing yeah. away, <laughs> and him just lying on that beach still and not moving because they hold that shot. For so yeah, long. I just really wanted someone to stick out a foot and just kind of... Just kind of nudge him. Because <laughs> I felt like... It felt like I'll they were trying to... pick up a stick and just go to... Yeah, just, just poke him or something. Squelch, squelch, Sire, squelch. Sire, your grace. Um, that they, they don't... It feels like they're trying to split the difference between tension, like, is he going to wake up, and comedy. Like, they're just letting him sit there. Yeah. You know? And they sort of don't... It doesn't work for either one. It's just kind of like... They are just holding this shot for so long. Somebody so needs long. to recut that, and I'm sure it'll be done because somebody did recut Arya's yeah. fight montage to <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. That happened. <laughs> so let's bring some more into being. Absolutely. Someone needs to recut that sequence just with a lot of like. <coughs> yeah, just crying. <laughs> Paper rustling. And, and if they can manage it, if, if mm. he's just on the floor and everyone just slowly, like one by one, just sort of wanders off and just leaves him lying there. Because that's what I picture in my head is if it went wrong. It's like, what's their plan B? They just throw him back in the sea. They just throw him back, I guess. Oh, well, Drown God claimed him. Yeah. He had bigger fish. Another King's Mood, everyone. Another King's Mood. Another Let's King's go. Mood in five. Everyone have a cigarette and we'll meet back. Where'd, those, where'd that woman go who wanted to be queen? Oh, she's left? Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Let's um, let's get another fellow. Yeah. John, Harry? John, you want to... Jimmy, <laughs> Dave, you've go always on. wanted to be king. None go of on, them. have a go. None of them. Phil, come <laughs> on, get over here, Phil. I know, I know you've got no legs, but just 
Phil, you're going to have to be king, all right? Just come over here and stick your head in a bucket. All right. <laughs> Who would want to do that? Like, you have to be drowned. Like, this is the thing. Like, you have to, like, literally drown and then come back and then you can be king. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, whatever. So he says... Nine more suck. Euron. No, they were better. <laughs> they were better. Give him a little credit. Euron, who's good and crazy, says that he has been all over the world, so he actually mm. knows what to do with the big fleet of ships. He's going to sail, meet Daenerys, marry Daenerys, and then between the two of them, go take Westeros. That's right. Not a bad plan. And Not good, a bad plan. And good to see, like, the show trying to connect the Ironborn to what's actually happening. That's yeah. great. And, and Yara wanted to build a fleet as well. But what are they... They had very similar, they, they had very similar campaign packages. This is the thing. What are they going to do? They live on salty outcrops in the middle I, of the ocean. There's yes. about 17 of them in total. Yeah. They don't have a big population. No. What they, they, she says, we are a sea people. Then why do you mm. want the land? I know. Why do you want I know. it? I know. It, it, nothing they do makes any sense, and it tends to bring episodes to a crashing halt. But then they run so, off all very successfully. So my hope is that Yara will get to Daenerys first. Yes, and, and, and they'll team up. I figured that's where like they were two going. Awesome chicks. That's right. Awesome. Yeah, she's like her her admiral, and and she she takes yeah. care of the sea stuff for her. But then and then. Euron is like, don't worry, don't worry. And then Theon's around and just commiserates with Barriss all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And they just sit sit around going, really sucks not having a dick, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. Just, it's the worst. The absolute worst. Well, I'm off to bed. Let's meet back here at 8am. And keep talking about how much it sucks not having a dick. Yeah, mine made a magical popping sound when it went on the barbecue and then a voice came out of it. It's like, well, you were lucky. Yeah. Mine got eaten by a psychopath in yes. front of me. So, actually, no, it didn't, did it? That no, it didn't. It, didn't. it was a sausage. It, yeah. yeah. Mine that, that got was, sent that was Ramsey to my suggested. father. Yes. <laughs> they sent it to my father. Mm. Varys is like, whoa, that is harsh. That's pretty full on. That's harsh. Mm. And then they can sort of talk about, like, that whole phantom limb phenomenon. Yes. <laughs> so much to be had in their little two-man. So you just... You, Peter no, no one else, No one else gets me like you do. <laughs> no, no one else understands, man. <laughs> they just don't get it. They say they do, but they don't. They don't get it. Anyway. It's not a gash. You can't just chop it off and have a gash. Like, it doesn't work like that. I'm still a man. I'm not a eunuch. I'm, I'm a eunuch. I'm not, you know, I'm not transgender. I'm still a man, okay? I'm not, I mean, I'm not having a go at anyone who is transgender. That's fine. But I, you know, I didn't willingly sort of give mine up because it wasn't who I am. Like, I was all about that thing, particularly Theon. Long, yes, exactly. Long story short, they would have lots to talk about. Yeah. So. The lack of lots. Yes, to talk exactly. About. Yeah. So Euron, though. He doesn't mind that they have escaped with all the boats. No, he's like, we'll just build more. We're just going to build more. And I'm like, when have you seen trees on the <laughs> Iron just, Islands? It's just rocks and seaweed like, and the occasional castle. Like, that's it. Are they going to go to the shore? I'm sure or? I'm sure they're meant to be bigger than what we actually see. Like, yeah. they're meant to be, like, you know, livable-sized islands. Yeah. But all we've seen are, are rocks and castles. I just kind of get the picture of about 40 dudes chopping down tiny shrubs. Yes, just turning that into yeah. Don't worry, Barry. I've got about six here. That'll, this will make one plank. Yeah. We're going to plank our way to freedom. <laughs> Have you seen Castaway? <laughs> it's going to be like that. Yeah. You can be Wilson. Yeah. I think we've come to the end of our podcast. That was very, we didn't have much, uh, well, we didn't have any. No, no, no. We, we haven't even touched um, Arya and, um, oh, once shit. again, we didn't do Arya. Oh, once again, God. we didn't get to and Arya. And Arya actually has and, stuff to talk and about and this week. there's plenty of stuff to talk about in Arya's story this week, so. Okay. Let's, I can't believe I forgot that. There was like a 10-minute scene of amateur dramatics. I'm all about That's amateur it. dramatics. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know, Natalie is not lying. She is all about amateur dramatics. Uh, well, no, I don't like... I mean, amateur means for the love of, okay? That's what I want to make clear. It does not mean shitty. That can sometimes I, be a byproduct. I never said that. But it I means never said that. For the love. Yes. And I have done many theatrical productions which bear a striking resemblance to the mummers in Bravos presenting the scandalous tale of King Bro- Robert Baratheon and his <laughs> enormous bosomed wife. <laughs> Blackout a reference there for those playing along at home. I love that whole sequence. So 
it was I, great. Some people were saying it's a bit of a filler, but I just I love seeing I love seeing all no. the dodgy prop versions of the real. Yes, props. exactly. Like the Iron Throne built out of one bit of well, anytime, wood that's painted. Yeah, and, anytime and the there's a fake guts. and the guts <laughs> and the fart noises. Oh like it's my just, god, the fart noises! I felt like there was a weird sort of sense of the show commenting on itself. Yeah. Throughout a lot of that. Glorious. Yeah. Like, like there was definitely, that was definitely the show sort of going, yeah, we know, we know, like, like we're a bit silly. Like we act very serious, but we're a bit silly. And it's most, it's mostly about gore, fart jokes and boobs. Yeah. You know, we get it. We get it. I love that. But I loved that they, you know, this mama's troop had such a good grasp of the political machinations of (laughs) Westeros. Like they pretty much got everything. They pretty much nailed it. Yeah. They weren't. You know, that, I was like, wow, they've really studied that. At, at least the version that would have gotten out. Well, exactly. And what I loved is that it's this weird sort of funhouse mirror version of what we know actually happened. Mm. And so it's so funny to see that and to see Arya reacting to that. Yeah, like, she's like having we, a good old laugh to begin with. Like, oh, she's loving it. She's loving Joffrey when, like, Robert... Joffrey kind of going, mummy, mummy. And yeah, and when Robert... Well, even when Robert gets killed, she's kind of, like, laughing along with everyone else. Mm. And then they bring on that, like, caricature of her dad, played by that guy who's in a bunch of stuff. Kevin Eldon, I think it is. Kevin Eldon, yeah. yeah. And Richard like, E. Grant train- yeah, I know. is playing Robert Baratheon. That's and incredible. Fisher, and Miss Fisher. From Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. That's right. Essie Davis. Is, is, Davis. is playing the Cersei character yeah. who has a name who I didn't catch. Mm. But apparently she has to die for some reason. Yes. You know. Because reasons, pretty much. And it's not even that like she's, she's a bad actor. She's I mean, been, she's the best one they've got. She's the best one they've got. I was really sad to see that because she that, seemed like a good woman. And, and Arya brings that up with Jack and going, why does she deserve to die? She seems nice. And and so it's not about deserve. It's just what we do. Yeah. This is what we... We just get paid. Yeah. We're like a religious cult, but then we just do whatever we get paid. doesn't seem to gel sometimes, the many-faced <laughs> yes. god and the... We, we talk a big game, but then we basically, we're just assassins for hire, really. Like, yeah. And you get the impression that, that they had these lofty ideals, but in the end, the faceless men are just assassins. Like, they're not doing anything particularly noble or stra- or. And they keep testing her and saying, oh, you're not ready, and yeah. go home, Lady Stark, and mm. all that stuff. And she keeps saying, I have decided, or a girl has decided, and <laughs> I kind of wanted to go, no, I don't want this woman to get killed. Yeah, and I think that's what they, I think... Do you well, think they're, she'll they're, kill her? I hope they don't kill off Miss Fisher, Fisher so quickly. They're, well, they're definitely building to something, and I hope it's... It Can't they kill off that little warty cocked Jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> impersonator? I, I, we had mentioned what a that. shock to the they, system that had, was. They hadn't mentioned that. That is just a full-on picture of some cock and balls. Uh, Clasped which in a hand as well. Like we haven't had mitigating for, circumstances, perhaps the fact that it yeah. was in the hand. And I do love that. Like again, the show is sort of having some fun there, sort of going, "You want some male nudity? Here's some male nudity. <laughs> Here's a warty cock." Uh, and, was, and, and a lot of my female, you know, co-throners have pointed <laughs> out that, like, they get, you know, lovely booby shots for for all the men <laughs> and the and the lesbian watchers, I guess. Yes. But um, for 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 the ladies and I suppose the gay men, we just get these random, you know, it's like here, bang, <laughs> have some balls. And indeed, like, it was almost like that was there to counterbalance the fact that the other actress got a got a boobs out this time oh, as and well. Can I say, brilliant bit of costuming. Fantastic, yeah. Such a great have to a real, remember that. a real Janet Jackson moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real... <laughs> and we know why she was hired. Because um, it wasn't her acting skills, but well... They even specifically say that she's but not I as good an actor. The, yeah, I love the fact that they had rhyming couplets and, you know, it was just... Including some that didn't scan quite properly. Yeah, no, it was amazing. It was, it was so good. The, so well done. Those little details just really rang true and the little... Prop masters running the bellows yeah. for the fart noises. The stagehands stage running up, but the stagehands are all dressed in like um, house livery and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. And the, the guy who comes out with the boar, and it's just like a piece of cardboard yeah. or something, a one dimensional. <laughs> I just, I loved everything about that because I have done so many shows like that. <laughs> and I just want to encourage people to get out and see live theatre. Just do it, man. Do it. I don't think that's going to encourage them, but. No, no, no. I'm not so. saying it's going to be like that, but just. The joy of that live, yes. you know, yeah. and that was the closest I've come to going, oh, this is the joyous. And all the people laughing and having a, you yeah. know, having that real reaction to the silliness of it all. Yeah, exactly. It was a lovely sort of fresh, a breath of fresh air for all of us watching as well. Yeah, as exactly. As you say, going, yeah. wink and a nod, 
we know this is a bit silly. Yeah, that's right, exactly. And really getting the chance to play up to it. Um, so Arya, though, will she kill them? Will she? I I, I think... She this... did look a little bit sort of sad, annoyed when she saw mm. the girl playing Sansa. Because I was trying to remember if she... I don't think she knew that she'd been married off yeah, to Tyrion for a start. Yeah, that's what I couldn't remember. And that's kind of where the show leaves it. And it's like, oh, wow, that's right. All right. Yeah. Wow. Who knows? And the fact that they had another little person playing Tyrion and doing such a, like, a great job. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would, if, I don't know if it's right to feel like that, but I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Am I being discriminatory? I don't know. No, but, no, yeah, I don't think so. I just don't know. But no, he was, they were all great. I, I love that whole sequence. I didn't quite, yeah, Arya's bits itself are a bit. Uh, yeah, and, and it's sort of, there's been a lot of really good movement to her story in the last couple of episodes, mm. but I feel like they need to get to the point now. If they're going to, if they're going to breeze through all of, all of her training and that sort of thing and get to, get to this point, there must've been a reason for it. So let's, let's see it. Mm. Let's get to it. Do you think we'll see the battle next week between or the Battle of Winterfell next week? Because some people are a bit, oh, they're going to probably no, try and oh. eke it out to be episode nine or something. But I actually think it would be best if they got, you know. Yeah, but could you could you realistically buy that they'd gone and gotten all the houses together? Oh, okay. Well, time? maybe not next episode, but after that. Like, I don't, I think it would I think there'll be at least one episode of them going around to houses and making their case and sort of going, hey. Yeah. And I should point out that we're halfway through. We've done yeah, five this is episode eggs. five. This is episode five. So, so. just, a, I'll put another plug in here as we wrap up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash Girl clumsy, go yeah. and post. I still haven't gotten. I'm so sorry. Uh, my Dothraki beat poem, but I think I think I know what I'm going to do now. I think it's going to be a tribute to Hodor <laughs> in Dothraki. So in that's Dothraki. that's my latest game because I, I didn't have. I was like, what am I going to write my beat poem on? But now that Hodor has gone, I think it would be fitting. Yeah. Or completely inappropriate. One of the two <laughs> to base my poem on him. So we, you know, we don't have that far to go before you and I are doing some full-on live podcasting. <laughs> do we? Do we not? How far off are we? We're not far off. No, we're not that far okay. off. We're right. like eighty bucks away or something. So people, it doesn't take much <laughs> to get Stu and I into Game of Thrones esque costumes to do yeah. some live podcasting. And um, possibly even maybe a live watch or something. Like I think at some point maybe one of our final eps we should rig up and arrange to watch it together and yeah, totally. film both of our reactions. I think that could be interesting. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to Particularly do that. Particularly if it's an episode with lots of cool stuff and I'm going, no, and you're going, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. that. There's a lot of there's a lot of that yeah. when I'm watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just sort of so, going, yes <laughs> or no. Tell me in, tell me in, tell me in. I think we're done, Stu. So thank you so much again for joining me for another Raven on Recap podcast. We say goodbye to Hodor in the only way we know how. Hodor. Hodor. Appropriate, solemn, final. Uh, We will see you all next week. Patreon.com slash girlclumsy. Cheeseburgergothic.com for the recaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes to listen to the podcast, which you probably already have if you're listening to it. But if you're on SoundCloud, you can download a SoundCloud app or download us on iTunes. Yeah. Leave us a review is what I meant to say. We've yes, got some lovely reviews or a rating on iTunes. And, of course, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne, where I have put up my reaction video from this week's episode. It's pretty gripping. It's pretty epic. So... <laughs> Check it out and then feel a bit better about your own appearance. That's my advice to you because it's it's not good. It's not good. But, um, yes, so thank you, everyone. I have a blast doing this. It's uh, it's been a ride and I'm exhausted. And so with that, I would like to end the podcast by saying, Valamagulas. Winter is coming.